0: again to another edition of Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministries to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors to reach men in today's culture, discussing issues men face every day. This is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Now, welcome
1: again, Mike Sandlin
0: hey well, welcome to another edition of intentional conversations this is mike salen with cape fear men and i thank you for joining us for this uh, unique program tonight on this program i'm privileged uh, to have with uh, on, uh, one of my friends that i works with me in ministry to men and and i consider him one of my team members with cape fear men uh his name is jeremy marshman and jeremy i just thank you for joining me with on this program today and, and just have, allowing us to have this conversation about what it's all about about ministry to men
1: yeah that's great mike thank you i appreciate it
0: well good i i know i know you do a lot of things and you you pour your heart into men in a lot of ways but let me share a little bit about who you are with our listening audience first but uh, before we really dive into the meat of the program but but folks i want to let you know that jeremy does have a passionate heart about speaking into men's lives and and I believe he understands his calling into men's ministry because of uh, the things that he's doing right now in his, in his life and what God is doing through his life. Currently, he serves on the men's ministry leadership team for the, his local church, uh, Scottsdale Baptist Church. And, and in addition to spending time uh, discipling men, he's the current facilitator at Scottsdale for the third three series that they're doing meeting with the guys out there and i know he has a number of guys that are really getting into that ministry and getting into that study and jeremy also works with k fear men uh me with k fear men uh supporting our annual iron sharpens iron conferences and some other things that we do from time to time as he can and i certainly appreciate him doing that but jeremy is married he's married to mandy and they have two children uh, but he also enjoys, I uh, guess, getting out on the ball field, so to speak, because he uh, he coaches soccer and basketball and volleyball, and, and he's also currently employed with uh, WIS International as an event scheduler for 18 offices in New England in the Northwest U- U.S. And and the interesting thing about that is that. He doesn't live in that area. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so this is, so it's interesting. It's interesting in our technology today that, that, uh, we have a lot of people like that, that live, that, that, that work for a company and live somewhere else, but the company is somewhere else. And, and uh, I know there's a lot of people moving into our area. Jeremy, Jeremy lives real close to me as far as geographically and, and, um, in that, uh, uh, they were moving into our area, but yet their companies are on the west coast somewhere, and mm-hmm. they're doing a lot of work. Well, Jerry, thank you, man, for for joining us. It's good to have you. Good to call your friend, Bud. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you as well, my friend. You've been
0: good to me, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate that. Well, let me ask you, you. know, I always like to ask my guests two things, and and um, and, I, and and one of those questions I like to ask them sometimes is what is your favorite verse what is the what or or a life verse what is your favorite verse or a life verse that's so meaningful to you and you kind of hang your hat on it i know that probably changes from time to time Mm -hmm. as we grow spiritually but what is it right now what is it what do you see
1: i'm a james guy i just enjoy i enjoy james james one was very good to me during covid but uh I guess with the 33 series and the work I'm doing with the fellows in class, I'm really loving James 5, 16 right now. Uh, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another uh, Mm. that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person uh, has a great power as it's working. And, you know, I've said it in class to those guys and I just want them to be able to talk. And to go a little further, pray with each other, confess things, um, let go of those vulnerabilities and talk. Mm -hmm. That's what fellas have to do. And we have to stick together. And to me, you know, I I like diving into different portions of that verse because you can pick out so many different things and just kind of go in rabbit holes.
0: Um, So,
1: yeah, that's that's where I am right now.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah, that uh I know when you get a bunch of guys together and you, and you can get them to open up, you can go down so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes sometimes it can be surprising in in the direction you would go. You, you don't even realize. You may be thinking, you know, I'm going to take them down this way and <laughs> before you know it you're going something different and that's exactly where you need to go, isn't it?
1: Mhm. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, you know, I think if the Lord's leaning on us to 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 share. Yeah. Um you got to go with it. Yeah, you know, you forget the timelines, forget the agenda, you just you just go with it. And if a man is 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 being led to, to talk, because we generally we don't talk. Fellows are closed up, we're like clams. No. And um, if we can get something flowing, let it go, support it, encourage it. You know, be there to to pat him on the back, pick them up, laugh with them, whatever, because. He's, he showed a courageous step in, in opening his mouth and giving you that time and that opportunity.
0: I know I know you've shared with me before that uh, doing the 33 series uh, facilitating that you've had a particular session um, that you're doing, is, and, and one of the guys opens up and starts sharing something, and you don't even finish that session. You have to postpone <laughs> that session to the mm-hmm. next week because that's exactly the – where you needed to be at, where you needed to go, so you could encourage that individual. Um, that that's awesome to me when when those guys begin to really trust you and trust the other fellows that's in that room to be able to share those kinds of struggles and hurts. What are you what, what what's your thoughts on that?
1: I was completely moved. You know, yeah. this is a gentleman that I
0: look up to
1: um for guidance and in conversation and you know uh you know i could take life lessons from him and and in that moment he was taking life lessons from us because we were sharing things and you could kind of just see the wheels turning and all of a sudden it just comes out and you know i think that the greatest thing there was at the end of the night we sat and talked for probably you know, we're in there about an hour and a half. So about an hour was just devoted to to letting him speak. And at the end of the night, he knew he was in a safe place and that he had brothers that were there for him 24-7. And we oh, would lift awesome. him up. We pray for him. We just genuinely love him and let him know that we
0: are there for him.
1: And oh, that's God. just, I think, maybe something he's never had before
0: that's often. you know that's that goes back i know people who listen to my podcast on a regular basis they they hear me quote ecclesiastes 4 9 and 10 and i know you've heard me quote that too often you know that is the epitome of that verse really you know we're two two better than one because they bring a greater return on their labor so you guys were there for him so you Mm -hmm. were encouraging him up to, to lift him up spiritually, to lift him up as a man. And then, you know, it goes on and it says, for if one of us falls down, there's another there to lift him up. And that's exactly what you were doing. And then the verse there is kind of a warning. It says, if you if you don't have somebody there, pity the man who doesn't have somebody like that uh, to lift him up because we need we do need those. I don't care who you are, guys. I do not care who you are, how much of a, uh, a manly man you think you are you still need that, that, that kind of a man to support you in your life. He's there to lift you and carry you through. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeremy, uh, uh, share, share with us a little bit about your experience of coming to Christ. What, what was that like? And, what, and, and um, uh, just give us, a, give us a kind of a reader digest
1: uh, <laughs> overview okay. um,
0: of, of uh, how you came to Christ and, and uh, how did that change your life?
1: For a lot, well, for most of my time, I was, I was lost in searching, searching for many different things. And some, I don't even think I was realized, I realized how much I was searching. And um, as I was meeting my wife, she introduced me to her church family, and I started going to church with her. And I've been to church, you know, before, um, and I always believed, I just didn't know exactly what that meant, didn't, you know, know the significance of it the way you could just live a whole nother life, you know? And so as I was going to church with her, I I just felt for the first time that I was home somewhere and I started meeting great people and mentors and people who were pouring into me and taking these opportunities, you know, within the church to do different things that I'd never had before. And it just dawned on me. This Something has me here. There's a reason why I am getting up earlier than ever to come to church. And I'm spending all these extra hours decorating and and being a part of things. And I was just there all the time. And it just dawned on me, Jeremy, you're being led here for a reason, brother. You need to open your ears and listen. And the more I started diving into the word and listening to my Sunday school teacher and just taking different opportunities and roles within the church, it was like a light turned on. And I knew that that was how my life was going to be going forward. Mm-hmm. And I just—I've never felt more at peace since I started living for Christ as I do right now. It's like everything that was horrible in the past is gone. I don't even—it's not there. I don't feel from it. I'm just happy to wake up and be able to serve. Yeah.
0: You know I mean? how, how old were you when you came to Christ?
1: Um, let's see. So that was probably twenty. 20- 14 so that's eight years ago so yeah 30 i'm 44 now so 36
0: gracious so so you're kind of yeah you were well into your adulthood and and uh, somewhat raising a family by that time before you really came to christ and mm-hmm. uh um and so there, you know, a lot of our men are like that it, it, mm-hmm. it, did, did, were you involved in church at all before then
1: I, you know, as a youngster, I went with my grandparents, you know, and they poured into me. So I, you know, I knew the Bible, somewhat. You know, I knew the the basics, the stories, all that stuff. I mean, I went for years and uh, vacation Bible school. Um, You know, I was going to another church up there for a while, but it just didn't feel like home. There was not. But I mean, I always knew. I think from my church experience as a young guy, a little different than a lot of my friends who were not going to church or were not Christians. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I had it there, and looking back in life, I feel like there were lots of moments where the Lord was speaking to me. I just didn't realize it at the time. Right,
0: right. I, I get, I get that. I know a lot of you know. I grew up in the church. I've shared that with you before that. Uh, I I never knew a time when I wasn't in church and um, really, but you know, it's still just because you're in church guys, doesn't mean you're a follower of Jesus Christ because I was 17 before I came to know Christ and, uh, and understood that. But yet, even though it was 17, when I came to know Christ, um, there was a lot of struggles for me uh, in in those uh, many years after that, because I didn't fully understand what it meant to be a true, Fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, and and that we need to do, we need to do that. What do you think? I mean, you, you say you've only been a follower, a true follower of Christ for about eight years now, if I, if I remember correctly what you said. What drew you to start pouring your life into men?
1: I think it's from my own personal experience. I mean, I just. I love hard, you know, and when it comes to fellows and, and friends, I love very hard. To me, they're the same as family. And mm-hmm. I think that I think it maybe have started with just having so many friends that were like me and that were searching and looking, and now that I've got something so powerful that I want to share with everybody. I really want my friends and my close ones in in my circle to to feel what i feel that Mm -hmm. peace and calmness and love for our father and Mm -hmm. honestly you know the first 33 class that i was in with you and gary i mean that really kind of opened my eyes to some things there i learned Mm -hmm. so much in there and you know listen to you guys share and it really made me feel secure because i knew then i'm not i'm not by myself these guys understand. And if I can share that same thing with other guys and, and help plant some seeds and, you know, maybe shine some light. I just I, I feel like that's what my calling is.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and, and that's great because, you know, we all are called to a particular ministry. And I, and I thank God that he's, he, he is calling you to. A ministry to minister to men uh, we need more guys like you uh, especially young guys like you who, who has that desire and that passion to speak into men's lives let's get real serious here what have you seen in your discussions you've had with men um, in your readings um, in your own personal study your own evaluation of your of your life um, what do you think men struggle with the most these days? What do you think that struggle is?
1: I think they have struggles with um, focusing on the things that matter. I think that, that it's ingrained in us to be workers uh-huh. and to be strong and um, that key person to look up to. Well, that's true. We are supposed to work. We are supposed to be a leader and a uh, a solid focal point, but I think that fellows are looking at it from the wrong thing. I think that, that their viewpoint is, is if they can work hard and be a superhero at work, a uh, uh, vice president or a CEO or, you know, drive a fancy car or bring in the money that that makes them important. And that's, that's not what we should be looking at. You know, um, yeah. I think that uh, fellows are just, putting their time in the wrong places i think that if they what i see a lot is the fellows in sports that are pushing their kids so hard but they're not devoted to spending time with them in the word at home yeah um, you know they think that sundays on the soccer field is what their kids truly need for their future and forgetting about sunday school on sunday mornings right um You know, I think there's a lot that the guys are going through, especially with, uh, you know, all this social media stuff. I didn't realize that, you know, like uh, pornography was such a struggle. And in Mm -hmm. class, guys are talking about that all over the place. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I must be in outer space or something because I just I did not know that was such a a big thing out there. But to -hmm. hear guys openly say I have struggled. I am struggling um, or to see them sit there kind of shaking, and, you know, they want to say something but it's a big deal. So that I think that's out there. Um, there's, there's I just think that guys are just ingrained to be macho. And I feel like that takes them away from being good husbands because they don't want to sit down and have those conversations with their wife and listen to them. Um, yeah. i think they just want to have this reputation as being joe cool um and that's just not a good thing you know so there's yeah. a few things we could probably talk for hours on that stuff
0: well it can't we can and, and there's so much you know i sit back and i look at the sports world and, and, and guys i want to tell you right now I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a name out to you and and i may get some emails uh, hate emails because of this but i couldn't help but think of the situation with tom Brady. You know when you the quarterback when you look at him and and his drive and and it's very apparent to me that what's going on in his life it's all about him right now and it's not about his family regardless of what he says because he's focused on that on his career and not on his family Um, because if he was really truly focused on his family um, he would be doing whatever he needed to do to make things right in that area and not saying hey I've got to, I got to keep playing and I'm going to keep playing as long as I can play. Uh, that's, that's, that's a very big sign of people we see. I, I saw that in my career. I saw that in my career when I worked in the nuclear, nuclear business for over 30 years of watching men. We. I've got to be the plant manager. I've got to be the vice president. I've got to be this. And a lot of those guys forego their families so they can achieve that, that, in so to speak and they thought that they were providing for their family when all their family really wanted was them mm-hmm. not what that job provided for them and 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 i threw tom brady out there because he's the one that's in the headlines with all this stuff but we can we can we can throw anybody out there uh like that that's that's going through through those situations even even we sometimes have to be careful about mm-hmm. putting our priorities in the right place and uh and i think that's very important for us and i think uh through your 33 series um uh it's been around for a number of years guys are starting to really realize uh, maybe i don't have my priorities in the right place
1: i think i think you're right i mean i i, I handed out a sheet one time in there and i listed about 50 different types of struggles and so just take about three weeks, you know, to turn this back in and, mm-hmm. and reading their responses. Of course, it was anonymous. You know, I have no clue. Right, to turn it in right. one, but, you know, guys are struggling, but they don't want to talk about that stuff. Um, and that's why I think that 33 series is just so wonderful, because to me, that's the golden ticket right there. That's when you say I've got a helping guide right here, a tool. And if I use this tool, I can be a better servant. I can be a better husband. I can be a better father. Um, I can become a mentor to someone, you know, behind me in age. There's yeah. all these opportunities. And it's, it's like, guys, you know, if, if you don't take this shot, there may not be another one, you know. Absolutely. I don't know. I just want to grab them all up and shake them and say, all right, guys, let's do this together. You know, we're going to hold each other accountable and we're going to, we're going to change things, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that That's so important. That's so important. What are, what are some of the comments you are hearing from the guys you've talked about? I don't want you, I want, I don't want you to do anything that may divulge uh, somebody's uh, secret, so to speak, but I just want to hear uh, from your perspective, some of the things guys are saying now that they've gone through uh, this type of ministry and, uh, and, and have looked back into their lives and where they're, where they're at, where they were, where they're at now.
1: One of my closest accountability brothers, you know, who I speak to often, the first class he was in there, he said, to the guys and at this time there were i don't know 25 guys in there it was a big night yeah. and he just said it you know how did he put it something to the effect of he's went through 50 years of doing things alone on his own mm. Mm. and he said i did not know how much i needed other guys by me Amen. and His testimony has been such a huge encouragement to me because finally realizing that you can't do it by yourself, that you do not have the control, that you do need somebody to pick you up and dust you off. You know, just hearing that and how much that's changed him has been leaps and bounds because he's a completely different person now and he's reaching out to other men. So that's yeah. that's been one thing. I've he- I'm hearing gentlemen talk about how they have not been the best listener to their husband. Or, I mean, to the uh, listener as a husband to their <laughs> wife. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, and and they're admitting all these little things that you know they get in trouble with with their wives, but how they're really starting to be a better partner, yeah. and how they're wanting to patch up some things. Or uh, Saul helps partner with their wives to solve some sticky situations they've had and I think that's just great I mean you just don't know what tomorrow holds and you just want to be the best husband to that partner you can be I'm hearing guys talk about they're putting down their laptops and shooting more basketball with their boys outside and
0: oh that's great
1: oh yeah because that's where a lot of those conversations that young boys want to have take place you know, one minute you're shooting ball, the next minute you're talking about being interested in a girl or first crush or something, you know, and yeah. if you don't take those moments, then who who else is going to be talking to your son, you know, if, yeah. if you're not making those moments for him. So there's just all sorts of things coming out of it like that. I mean, going back to the gentleman earlier, he just said, "I've I've never thought about these points of view and, you know, I'm up in age and I've just never thought about talking about this stuff. Never thought about how my past has led me down different paths. I've never thought about it. And now his mind is just expanding with things. And, Amen. you know, it's all ages. And I just I I just want to sit and listen. I just I think it's great. I I hate for the class to end.
0: To be honest, <laughs> well, you you got a class that's going to be going on for a while, so I know that. And, yeah, and uh, anybody that knows that that's thirty three series, six volumes, six weeks to six weeks to each volume, and and uh, so that's thirty six weeks. That's over half a year, over six months that you're going to be speaking into these guys' lives in one way or another. And I think that that is so super, and uh, be able to do that. And and the interesting thing is you're saying things that. Um, you're really talking to them about it, the importance of putting your your family first, the importance of putting your 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 uh, spouse first, your wife, your bride first, and uh, the importance of putting your children uh, before you before your needs and being able to speak into. That's exactly what you're you're doing right now speaking into. And I know so many men, we've got it backwards uh, and we'll get and that's what the that's what the world teaches us. And so what the world teaches us is to go out there and make a name for yourself. Um, go for the gusto, so to speak, get all the money you can and get all the notoriety you can, because the more you can get, the better you can provide for your family. And that's not true. That is one of the biggest lies the enemy has put into um, what it means to be a man, you know, Um and we're finding out through studies like the Third Three series, through Better Man, that you know that I'm doing these days, mm-hmm. and things of that nature, what a real man is all about. And, and that real man is being a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, having an intentional, loving relationship with him, and then being able to speak into his family's lives, being a man who, who courageously follows God's word, And to to graciously follow God's word, you got to be in the word. Mm -hmm. You got to be there in the word. Be a man who who loves his wife and provides and protects for her. Be a man who excels in God's work and be a man who who uh, speaks into his children's lives or his grandchildren's lives. uh, You know, from from a spiritual standpoint, and we have lost as men. Many of us have lost that that. Understanding that that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what God intended us to do.
1: Well, I think that what thirty three points out is most men didn't know it to even lose it. You know, they didn't know it. <laughs> be true. I that's mean, true. because it's just it wasn't passed down. I mean, I I think that it talks about just how many different things in our in our history have taken men out of the home, Um, the effect that's had on families and children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it even talks about most crimes and every breakdown of of a crime, how men are generally the culprits. And, you know, it's, I see it a lot with guys my age and I, it, it, I was one of those guys. I mean, you know, working too hard, trying to, to rank up as quick as I could in the company, working so much that I wasn't spending any time with my son. And I'm so grateful that the Lord threw up some stop signs at me and you know my little one is about to be 13 and I'm I'm able to pour into him before it's too late. My my oldest is about to be 21 and I have some makeup time that I'm yeah. having to put in for him. But I I recognize it. I've asked for help. You know, with I've asked the Lord, I've confessed and and talked to him and he's guiding me on you know, what kind of father to be to a 20, 21 year old son. So it's yeah. not too late, but it's, it's hard to play catch up. And I don't want fellas to be in that position that Amen. they don't have to
0: be. Amen. Amen. That, that is so true in what you're saying and sharing uh, as far as what we need to do. And it don't start And like you're saying, you're having to play catch up to, to be the father that God wants you to be to your children. It starts from the moment they are born. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the moment they are born, and not and not uh, when they're turned thirteen or sixteen or whatever the case may be, it's, it's from day one. Mm-hmm. And there's a process that we can do and we can go through as we grow uh, up with them and speaking into their lives. And so that's great, well, yeah. Jeremy. We're kind of we're kind of coming up on our time here in, in a little bit, but I want you to kind of sum up and encourage men right now with the things that they need to do what you see take a couple of minutes and just kind of sum up the things that you see that they need to do uh, to be the husbands and to be the dads uh, that they need to be that god created them to be What, what would you say to those guys
1: well i would say step back from what you know because (laughs) a lot of what you think you know is probably not exactly right you know we talk about guys wanting to work hard and i want to tell them it's okay to work hard we're meant to be workers but not not to a point where we are overlooking our family you know I, i want to tell them you know it's okay to want to earn money it's okay to want to do that stuff but Use that money for what God wants us. It's his money. You know, let's put that money into the church. Let's put that money into the community. Let's put it in savings, you know, forget the credit cards. I just want to talk to them about the simple things because I think that's what a lot of guys really need to hear or how, I guess I should say, they need to hear it, you know. Um, And then, you know, we start diving into deeper things. Um, Men don't want to be beat on. We just have to talk to each other, and we have to be able to to say, "Okay, I'm, uh, let's hold each other accountable in a brotherly way. Yep. Let's not get aggravated. Yep. Let's let's just, you know, I got your back, Mike. I got yep. your back, Jeremy. I got your back, and let's just let's go through it together, and let's That's let's right. walk through life together. So we are, you know, we're living the right way together, you know." So. That's that's what I would want. I just wish guys would just take a step back and breathe and realize that this generation right now needs us so, so, so much. You know, I, I said this in class the other day. I think what's going on in our church and, and hopefully other churches where the children are just they're just coming in. I think we have four hundred and fifty kids generally on Wednesday nights. And to me, that's powerful. But we've got to be doing something with those children at the house, you know. So we've got to step up and be courageous and be leaders because that is what God intended us to do. So, yeah, you, know, you know, no more talking about it.
0: Let's just do it. Let's just do it. And, and, and that's one of the issues that we see a lot of times is we, we send our kids to church. You talk about the 400 kids going to a youth program in, on Wednesday nights and, and they have mm-hmm. a, a great time of fellowship and great time of learning about God in and, a and relationship with God at those times, but they need they need dads and moms mm-hmm. being examples for them at home and yeah. uh, putting, putting that, what they're learning, putting that into work and apply it to their lives at home. Because so many of our children, uh, when they move out, out of the home and they go get on their own. They allow the world to draw them back into, into the world and away from the church and away from the spiritual because they, they had no solid foundation at, at, at the house. And Dad says, that's what you need to be done. You need to be done, mm-hmm. loving up in your kids. You know, you know the thing about it is I, I talk all the time and one of the things I learned from, from um, uh, years years ago was the fact that even Jesus himself need to hear that from his, his dad, his, that encouragement, that, that, that solidification of what he was doing from his own dad, God father, because, because during his baptism and during his transfiguration, uh, he heard dad break through those clouds and say, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased with. And then one time he said, even said, listen to him. And basically what he was saying was, son, I love you. I'm proud of you. And you are good at what you do, and so and so we need to be encouraging our kids in that way from from a spiritual standpoint also. So mm-hmm. so so thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate everything you're doing, man. You you are a solid brother and a and a good worker for the Lord, and and you're doing some some mighty works with what God is doing with you, now. And I, and I just look forward to seeing what He's going to do with you in the future. I really do. So. Well, thank you, brother.
1: Well, I'm glad to be working alongside of you, Mike. You're good to me, and I appreciate you.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask you this. Um, are you available to speak at, uh, to, you know, like men's breakfasts or, or events or anything like that? Would you be, are you willing to do that kind of stuff? I know we haven't really talked about that in the past, and, and I know you've done a little bit of that. But uh, are, are you willing to put your put yourself out there to say, hey, call me if you need a good speaker at, uh, at your men's event? Well, I kind of answer you like I did before. The 33
1: series says men have to take risks and be courageous, step Amen. outside their comfort zone. Amen. So I'm willing to, to step in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how There's, would
0: how would someone get up with you? What, is there an email address they can drop you an email or something like that if they if they're interested in talking to you about further doing that? Sure. What's an yeah, email address right. they
1: can use. Uh, it's it's easy. It's my name, Jay Marshburn, and uh, it's M A R S H B U R N. A lot of times that H gets left out. So Jay Marshburn yeah. seventy eight at Yahoo. And I'm always you know, available to take phone calls. And if I can, I'll call you back. I enjoy talking to people. So Amen. Um, Amen. do I give out my number on here? Is that too much?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't recommend, I know some of my guests do, do blur out their phone number, but I don't recommend you doing that. And, okay. Uh, um, it, uh, Cause you never, never know. Cause this, this is, this is listened to all over the world. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> okay. Well, no phone numbers, but sure. <laughs> yeah i don't even give my own phone number out on this but uh people know how to get up with me but jeremy i appreciate you being with me and i appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to just share your heart and share what's going on what god's doing and and like i said earlier i'm excited to see what uh, the next chapter in your life will bring as god continues to move you into speaking into men's lives and uh uh, uh, who knows what, what where God may take you from this point forward, and uh, and I'm just excited to see what that is all about. Well, folks, I appreciate you listening to Intentional Conversation with Mike Sandlin. Intentional Conversations is a production of Cape Fear Men a Men's Ministry Correlation, and I would like to encourage you, if you would, to leave a comment about uh, our program tonight. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you'd have to say. And uh, and I'll pass it on to to Jeremy if you have something you want him to know about. And so so please, please share with us uh, your thoughts and, uh, and even the things that you may like to hear us talk about on Intentional Conversations. I would truly love to hear from you. So I, I want to leave you with this blessing as we begin to close out. I pray that God will give you a rock to stand on. He will give you a brook to drink from and he will give you a tree to shade you. This is Mike Sallon saying, God bless. And I hope that you will join me again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Sallon.